What is good, everyone, and welcome back to the Nostalgia Plus Ultra podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? What's up? In 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 clear 1080p HD now. Uh, we're not gonna have you uh, glitching out during the <laughs> during the podcast today. No, sir. Let's, let's, let's say a prayer real quick before we get started. Uh, dear Lord, I hope that Zoe's computer has the capacity to hold up and we can get to this episode without taking a break. All right, here we go. <laughs> We're yes, good. sir. We are in business. All right, so today, big episode today. Um, I, I guess I want to apologize for last episode. Not really, but also like, hey, we didn't really talk about much anime or much of anything for that matter. Just kind of stuff we were kind of going through. So today is a more structured episode, and today we're talking about power systems. Now, it could be power systems in anime. I probably, I will take a more anime approach to power systems. I think Zoe will probably have a little bit more variation between his power systems and what he talks about. So uh, we kind of get the best of both worlds in that kind of uh, regard. So uh, did you have a question you wanted to ask me before we get started, or is it part of the question I was going to ask for the talking points? Uh no, no, no. It has to do with power systems. So okay, I want to okay. go first. So I guess to the first question, we're going to just kind of get out of the way. And one thing that I was thinking about is what makes a power system interesting? Okay. And so what I mean by interesting is like what, I mean, interesting to you. I know, excuse me. I know people talk about like, oh, what makes a power system good? Or what makes like, what are the best power systems? Right. But, you know, like sometimes there could be good power systems that aren't interesting. I feel like it's weird, that's weird to say to me, but I feel like there are certain power systems that make sense narratively that work, but I may not be inclined to be interested in them because of, you know, certain aspects of them. And sure. I'll kind of get to that later, but um, I just want to talk about what makes a power system interesting to me or you. So I'll start with you. What What do you think makes a power system interesting to you? Uh, well, when you first came to me, with this idea about the power systems episode, I, I had to do, I had to do some research because like, I I get the gist of a power system, but I had to I had to go like in depth because I know you wanted to ask me some questions and, uh, uh, reading reading some stuff. I I, I never really thought of it this way, but, but Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, kind kind of technically has a power system. Yeah. With with alchemy. Right. And and thinking about it that way, it's very to me it's very interesting because it's very much like it's not it's not Dragon Ball Z where like I guess the whole point of the show like obviously there's plots in Dragon Ball, but like the whole point of the show is the power system. It's like mm-hmm. how strong can 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 someone get? How like what's the next tier of Super Saiyan that that Goku will hit? That's kind of the whole point of the show. And in, in, in Full Metal Alchemist, yeah, you know, every they, they get stronger and stuff, but like it's kinda more it's kinda more in the background. Like the show's more about uh Oh my god, I forgot the blonde kid's name. Alphonse and Edward? And Edward. I almost called him Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, no. it, the show's about Alf, Alphonse and, and, and Edward, you know. Yeah. And, and their and and their story of of you know trying to get his brother's body back and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and and so what it, what makes it more interesting is is the fact that it's a little bit less talked about. It's not all that's on Edward's mind. It's kind of just like he needs to learn and like I guess the uh, the the audience learns with him. 
and 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 then you find someone else that that, that has other crazy powers. Um, but it all makes sense within the rules of the show. That's what yeah. also makes it interesting. And right. Then that that makes it interesting, but also. Uh, I don't know if you'll talk about this later. It, it has to be one of one or one side of the spectrum, either really concise and makes sense, or really fucking stupid and just really flashy like JoJo. <laughs> I mean, we, we me and you are gonna get to JoJo's later, but I yeah. definitely see what you mean uh, by that. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, for me, I guess uh, I, you know, me being the the nerd that I am, I, t- I took notes and kind of made things more concise so I can kind of express them clearly. So sure. for me, what makes a power system interesting is versatility, uh, kind of a real world application of it, kind of uh, rules and limitations that are clearly defined and not just for the sake of plot, and then have some sort of strategy involved in their application. And so, like when I when it comes to a power system, like a situation where, so I know I, I tweeted this out in the, uh, you know how Twitter has like communities now? So like yeah. I, as a part of like the black anime Twitter community, uh, in that kind of uh, group, I tweeted about um, what makes a power system interesting to the people in that, in that community. I got, some, I got a few responses. I know people, uh, somebody had said, I can't remember his name, but he, he's part of the, I think, Mike Check Waifu podcast. He said, um, if it has real-world application to concepts, so if it has something to do with with alchemy, right? So alchemy is a real thing in in the real in real world that has its own power system within Full Metal Alchemist. So that's that's kind of one example. Or you have stuff like um, I, I'll get to in a second, but like Fire Force, how all the applications of fire and stuff like that. So having that real-world application to it makes it a little more interesting because you can kind of visualize it kind of happening in in the real world i know fire force is a bit of a stretch but when it comes to alchemy you could definitely see it like working out in the real world obviously not to the effect in fma because it is at the end of the day an anime a fictional story so nobody can use alchemy to create to to create these like little fists that come out of the ground to punch somebody in the face nobody's going to be able to do that in real life but yeah but it's it's it's, the whole point of alchemy is something that applies to the real world it's it, you need something to make something exactly exactly yeah. it's so easy so uh also strategy so i'm a big you know you know me i'm a big like mystery kind of uh i i like i like mystery and suspense and strategy forms of media any anything that has something to do with like some kind of strategy or expand expanded thinking on how to go about something i def i'm all for it so having certain types of strategies that can be used and applied to uh, a power system when it comes to fighting against each other is super uh, interesting to me. And so one thing, one power system that I didn't put on my list of favorite ones that was also a response in the black uh, anime Twitter community was uh, the use of uh, Gias's and Code Gias. So Lelouch's Gias, obviously it's, Located in his eye, and if he looks at you and gives a command, and you gives a command, you basically have to follow that command because he's under your spell. The issue is, and this is where the strategy and rules limitations being clearly defined come into play, he can only use it on that person one time. So, like, he has to be very 
cognizant of who he uses on and what at what time he uses it and how he applies it. Because I know there's one other like there's one other fight and it's kind of spoiler territory, not really, but kind of. There's an episode where he fights against somebody else who has a Gias. So yes, it is a spoiler. He, so he's fighting against somebody that has another Gias similar to his. And so what he ends up doing, which he probably didn't want to do but has to do, is use the Gias on himself to erase his memory of using it on himself in order to in order to like win the fight essentially it's it's honestly i'm not doing a good job of explaining how he did it you just gonna have to watch the episode but but it sounds like anime it's yeah he's it's on it's on like netflix right now but basically he has to use the gias on himself in order to win the fight because uh i think the other dude's gias is it allows him to read minds i think it is and so if lelouch doesn't have the idea of what's going on in his mind, because he used the Gios on himself, it's a lot easier for him to figure out the problem and, and beat the guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that kind of strategy involved made me more inclined to enjoy it a little bit more. And so I, if I find the tweet in post, I'll put it up for that guy who sh- who, who replied to my tweet. But sure. Um, but yeah, so like that's basically what I think makes a power system interesting. It just has to – I think a big part of it is strategy to me and like the versatility, like how – many different ways can you use this type of power system to work you see what i'm saying yeah yeah not so not again bringing it back not stardust crusaders i mean okay i'll get to that in a second yeah i'll get to that in a second uh but i'll I'll explain what, what the deal is with with when it comes to jojo stands but go ahead i and now i mike the question that i have kind of yeah it kind of it kind of goes into what makes a power system interesting is my question is is dragon ball is dragon ball's power system one interesting two good because because the thing is i i i haven't caught up like when i was a kid i watched dragon ball z and then like i saw a little bit of dragon ball super and then kind of the kind of faded away so i haven't kept up yeah but it's like it's like every time i turn around it's like there's a new super saiyan yeah a new version and it it gets to the point where it's like is goku does goku still have a lot to learn like is he gonna hit another one like when when it where's the end yeah yeah, i feel you i i don't know i'm kind of torn when it comes to Dragon Ball Z because I I say at this current point in time it's not to me anymore but at the same time as a kid growing up it most definitely was so like you got to think of like there's very real world application of martial arts when it comes to the base version of Dragon Ball Z when it comes to fighting so you have actual like martial art technique martial arts techniques yeah as well as the application of key right to like fire off the key blast and the command mail wave and other things like that right so those are you know even though they're anime and fictional versions those are real world applications of uh japanese fighting techniques so that part's cool that that part's fine with me you also have the 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 power system when it comes to saiyans and how and their ability to um 
you know, le- I kind of level up through, you know, emotions and anger and other things like that. And for a time, there were, I guess, limitations to it and um, stuff like that were like, you know, only you can only get to Super Saiyan 1 and nobody was able to get to Super Saiyan 2 and how there was a time limit on it because, you know, I think it was only like, you can only be Super Saiyan whatever for like two or three minutes. You know what I'm saying? It, was, it, was, it yeah. had, early on, it had those limitations, which, which made it interesting. I think the problem is that I can't remember the writer of Dragon Ball Z's name, and it's gonna be—I think it's, it's Toriyama. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna get Akira, I'm gonna get killed well, if I don't remember this guy's name. I think it's Toriyama. Akira Toriyama—he he designed them. Like he does the Dragon Quest designs too. I don't know if he's a writer. Yeah, so I would say Toriyama. I know, you know, a fake anime fan I, no, over here. He he no 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 he's the creator. He's okay. the creator. I'm about to say okay, yeah. it's Toriyama. I think Toriyama wrote himself into a corner when it comes to the power system because as a character Goku's always looking for the next best fight always looking to get stronger so when yeah. you keep introducing villains that are more strong that are stronger each time that keep on going of yeah. course you're going to have to make newer and more levels to your power system and also give some of the other characters involved more powers as well too so when so that's when he started introducing the fusions when he started introducing Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan Blue, Super Saiyan Red. I thought the peak was going to be Ultra Instinct, and I thought that was going to be yeah. like when. And in my opinion, I feel like Dragon Ball Z should have ended a while ago. I know that's a hot, kind of a hot take. I feel like it should have ended. It should have ended with a tournament of power against Jiren. I think if they would just ended like that, like they avoid some kind of world ending destruction, like Goku saves sure. saves all these universes from destroying, from getting destroyed. And just you end it off of that. That's fine. You can have Goku be the end all, be all, most powerful person in fiction, with Ultra Instinct being the case. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's you can just have that part. But they keep on adding new villains and stuff like that. Like, like they have. I don't know. I can't remember if if they if Goku actually beats him in the movie. But they have Beerus, who literally can destroy planets. If he sneezed, he can control. He could destroy an entire universe. So you yeah. see the kind of people that he's he's fighting against. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like that's a problem in some ways too, because you're just like, okay, how many levels are they going to go with it? And I think after a while, it gets stale. That's what the, that's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, so it's it's a very long winded way of saying that Dragon Ball Z's power system got stale because you keep making more power systems, more power levels that don't really do anything different. I think the first, the only thing like super actually different that they gave to Goku was Ultra Instinct with like, you know, he's with the limit, with the stipulation that he has to be close to death for one and two gives him this like crazy awareness to be able to dodge all these attacks and not be able to take any kind of damage. You know what I'm saying? That's like the first time I felt like they, change something up as far as super saiyan levels you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah so so i think i got stale in that regard but i mean you could if you want to add anything on that you can too no no i i i agree because like that's why i'll watch a dragon ball movie like whenever it comes like i'm hyped for superhero i'm gonna watch dragon ball superhero but i don't have any interest to like watch the show anymore because like the stakes are just gonna keep like as as the stakes get higher 
it doesn't feel as like interesting because you know because you know at one point in time either goku or vegeta are going to power up to some other level like i think now i could be totally wrong and if anybody wants to correct me you know you know shameless plug at me on twitter you know at nospus ultra and tell me if i'm if i'm wrong about this but i think in this more current arc of dragon ball super i could have sworn that goku learned how to do ultra instinct without being close to death mm-hmm. and so now it's just like what was the point yeah i could yeah, be yeah. i could be completely missing the mark and this is just something that i may have i probably just saw in passing sure is is goku now has the ability to to access ultra instinct without being close to death i could be wrong about that but if my assumption is correct that's kind of bullshit low key yeah because it's it's like it it takes away from the fact of how special ultra instinct would be yeah exactly it's like it's like oh my god goku's getting his ass fucking kicked but now if he could access ultra instinct anytime it's like all right cool exactly you know what i'm saying I mean, and this isn't really a knock on dragon ball because the thing is it's dragon ball it's iconic yeah it's fucking it's it's cool i'm I'm not yeah fucking like watching all the fights are cool and making all the jokes, all the inside, like, you know, when the memes started, it was, it's over 9,000. And then fucking you, 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 as time goes on, different memes have popped up. And yeah, and, and plus the Dragon Ball Abridged series, which is so funny. Yeah, exactly. So like drag, I'm not, I'm not here to say Dragon Ball is bad. No. Because, because. It is cool to like. I guess it's the the Simpsons of anime. I <laughs> but uh, oh, oh no, I think it, it's it's you know it has its merits. It's also very fun to slander yeah. as well. I, I think it's really hilarious sure. to slander. In any opportunity I'm gonna I get to slander Dragon Ball, pretty I'm pretty much gonna do it. No yeah. hesitation. But yeah, I mean, for all those you know, we're gonna I'm have to. I'm gonna tag the Dragon Ball, you know, hashtag when we put this episode out. Hopefully, I don't, we don't get attacked by Dragon Ball fans. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's an interesting question to pose, and if anyone has a different uh, viewpoint on maybe maybe explain why the power system is interesting to them, I, I'm interested in in hearing about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Do you have, I know you talked about the Full Metal Alchemist uh, power system. Do you have any other power systems that you enjoy that you liked? Um, what are your, like, what are your I, favorite, what are your favorite power was, systems? When I was looking through, uh, I saw a lot about Hunter Hunter, which uh, fans don't crucify me. I haven't seen yet. Okay. I do plan on seeing it. I don't. I don't know why I haven't started. I think because it's long, and I'm trying to get through like short series. Yeah. First. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I feel like with I saw you know it's funny I saw this like topic today. People were talking about how nobody really wants to watch like the more popular anime nowadays because they're so long. So like Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, Hunter Hunter, yeah. all that stuff because of the fact that they're really long. And I I totally get it. These are these are shows that were that went at the height of their peak were coming out weekly. Sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes monthly. I can't remember if Hunter Hunter was weekly or not. It might have been, but. And it's, it's hard because it's, it's, 
hearing about new anime dropping is different than hearing about the newest Netflix show dropping. Because when it comes to, like, Western media, you're kind of into, like, you'll be into one thing, like, one type of show. Right. Like, like someone could be into dating shows, and that's why Netflix has, like, Love is Blind and shit like that. Or mm-hmm. you'll be into murder mysteries, and they have documentaries, but those come out in sep- separate, like, months apart. Yeah. Uh, if you're, like, into anime, you're kind of more open-minded into, like, watching different genres of anime so right i think that that's why it's hard to go back and watch older longer series because cool i just i just caught up with demon slayer let me watch uh my dress up darling and okay i finished this let me watch food wars like i can see someone that will be into all three of those shows exactly. shonen a romance and then one about food like mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't I can't see that as like someone who just watches Western uh media. So yeah. I think that's why it's so hard to um watch older stuff. But but back to the main point. You've seen Hunter Hunter? I have. Was, okay. Funny enough without spoiling it, can you explain the power system? No or? fucking way, because I was gonna do that anyways. <laughs> okay. All right, you know what's funny? I'm going to make this into a clip. Hello, class. Welcome to <laughs> Nostalgia Plus Ultra 101. And today we're going to be talking about Nen. I'm going to explain Nen the best of my ability, hopefully in two minutes, so I can put this on TikTok or put this on okay. Twitter. <laughs> and go. Okay, so Nen, basic properties about Aura. Aura basically is on all people, uh, people who you know just don't go through the whole process of learning Nen, uh, have Aura that leaks out of them. It's part of your initial training is to conceal that Nen and like be able to, you know, hone it to the best of your ability. Okay. So with Nen, it comes is very, very versatile. All right. So different, I'll get to the types in a second, but the types overlap and they also have different combinations you can add to them. Okay. So there are also, there are clear and defined rules, I guess, clear and defined in, 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 in quotation marks, but sure. you, uh, if you look hard enough, they're very clear and defined, okay? So they're rooted in very basic principles surra- around the concept of aura, okay? So there's Ten, controlling the flow of aura around you. There's Zetsu, making, masking or hiding your aura. There's Hatsu, uh, which is the personal expression or release of your aura, which in turn is your Nen ability, okay? You got that part so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have... There are advanced techniques on top of that that come with combining those three basic properties, okay? So okay. here we go. There's Gyo, which is a large concentration of aura into one part. It's more mainly used in the eyes, okay? So if you do that, so if you use Gyo, you can be able to, uh, you can like look at somebody who may be using Hatsu. So like if, you know what I'm saying? So like if, if someone's hiding their Nen ability, using Gyo will be able to help you see them. You see, okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So there's Gyo, which is a large concentration of aura into one part of the body, specifically, you know, most people do it in the eyes. There's there's In, which is concealing your Nen ability, which is a more heightened version of Zetsu. Okay. Okay. So then you have, okay, I know know it's a lot, but we're going to work through it. There's, There's N, which is extending your aura out further. Okay. So, like, with, when it comes to, 
Oh shit. Okay. No, let me go back. Okay, let me go back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I skipped one on accident. Let me go back. So Tan is controlling the floor or around you. Zetsu is masking or hiding your aura. Ren, okay, is outwardly projecting your aura. And then okay. Hatsu is your personal expression or release of the aura. Okay? Okay. Okay. So there's there's controlling flow, there's masking or hiding, there's there's projecting it outward, and then there's uh, your personal expression of it. So then you have you have Gyo, which is large concentration in one part of the, your body. You have In, which is concealing it, which is basically just Hatsu, which is Zetsu, basically just Zetsu. You have um, N, which is ex- which is kind of like Ren, just further out. So you pre- like it's kind of like how uh, you know how people are like oh if you step into my range I can like you know the EI sword technique basically where like you kind of yeah, sit yeah, there yeah. you can that's ba- essentially what that's what that is. Okay? okay. So then you have um, Shu, which is like concentrating aura into an object. So if I pick this water bottle up, I can put aura into it. Right? Then okay. you have um, you have Shu, which is concentrating your aura into an into object. You have, you have Ko, which is putting aura into a body part while cutting off the flow of other areas. Okay? So if I have my okay. fist, if I'm using Ko, Co, I could just put all of 100% of my aura into my fist. Okay. Jeez. All right. Okay. So then you have Ken, which is basically using aura to harden your body. So it's kind of like, you know, using your outwardly projecting your aura and making it like a solid around your body so you can pr- get protected from big hits. Harden and then you from Pokemon. Basically. Okay. <laughs> and then the last one is Ryu, which is the ability to devote specific percentages of aura to places on your body, which is oh, kind of like what? those last two were Street Fighter characters. <laughs> you can't pull a fast one on me. Um, okay, so with the basic and more advanced applications of aura, now okay. you can get into like actual nan abilities. You know, the hot suit part where you're actually releasing your aura out into your personal expression. So. Uh, when you come, when it comes to the types of Nen, you have enhancers, transmuters, conjurers, emitters, manipulators, and specialists. Okay, enhancers are people that get, specialize offense and defense. They're a very basic type of Nen ability, kind of like how Gon, you know, can just emit his or not emit, but uh, harden his body for defense, and then it just use Nen to like punch through something, you know, and and act, you know increase his strength by punching through something using his enhancement techniques. You have transmuters who can take their aura and shape it into whatever they want to. So I know you've seen Hisoka before. You've seen what he looks like, right? Yeah. Have you Fun seen boy. you've seen clips of his of his little ability, correct? Uh I don't know if this is anything to go by, but I've seen I've I've played Jump Force. So I kind of I've seen Gon, Kilua, and Hisoka's power. And then uh, the blonde guy who looks like a chick. Talking about uh, Karapika? Yeah, so I've seen their powers. And okay, stuff. so it makes it really easy for me to explain it then. So Enhancer is Gon, so you know he can like, kind of harden his body. He punches a lot, so you have like the enhancing yeah. your body to you know Im- uh, have high damage output. You have mm-hmm. Transmuters. Which is like Kilua and Hisoka. Kilua is more easy to explain. So Kilua can yeah, give can give his aura properties of certain things. So his 
property is electricity. So he can give his aura electricity to give himself speed and other and attack enhancements. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have conjurers, which is Kurapika, who can like you can create things with your with your aura. So he can create those chains on his hand, which gives him, you know, certain abilities to do with those chains. Emitters, I know you haven't watched the show, but Leorio is an emitter. I'm not gonna tell you what his um his ability is, because I want you to see for for yourself. But okay. basically, emitter. Basically, it's like kind of shooting a gun. So I can basically take my aura and and shoot and shoot it out as a projectile, in a oh, way. Okay, you you hawk a show stuff. Yeah, kind of, yeah, basically, okay. kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And then, uh, ironically enough, Togashi wrote both of those. Togashi, oh. yeah, Togashi created oh. Yu Yu show and Hunter Hunter. I've also seen, he's in the game, Lizard Boy. I forgot his name. He's a bad guy in Hunter Hunter. Lizard boy. Okay. He no. looks like a lizard. He's green. He's got a tail. Oh, it's about Marilyn? Like the big uh, swole, like ant looking dude? With, with yeah. a big ass tail? Like yeah, the green and purple tail. dude. Yeah, it's Marilyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Marilyn. Okay. He's supposed to be an ant? Yeah, it's the chimera he's ant. He's green. Arc. He's a chimera ant. Oh. You have to watch the show. That's the, you have to watch the show. Yeah, I've he's heard the, a lot about the Chimera he, Ant. He's the main bad guy in the Chimera Ant arc. You have to watch the show. <laughs> okay? That's basically all, right. I, all I'm going to tell you about him. Um, um, also, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but uh, Gon's, uh, his, like, ult. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a big-ass spoiler. <laughs> it's him. Okay, I've learned a lot about spoilers from Jump Force. Jump Force? Okay, Jump Force. Random tangent. Jump Force really be fucking up people when it comes to this anime shit because they all their special abilities are spoilers which is so uh, funny yeah. i've seen luffy's like gear four gear seven and that doesn't even happen until way later yeah and then i've seen gone his ult is like he becomes a, a man <laughs> yeah no I, there's specific context to his ult that you have sure. to see for that same thing with kila was was uh, his ult the only ult for hunter hunter that is okay it's not necessarily spoiler. Oh, well, I mean, it's st- regardless, it still is. If you've seen Hunter Hunter, corrupt because um, if you've seen honestly the fir- within the first couple arcs of Hunter Hunter, you you're okay. You know what corrupt because ult is gonna be. Gones doesn't come to way later. Kilo doesn't come to way later. So I feel like that's a huge spoiler. Same thing with One Piece. With how dense they, and how long One Piece is, they really fucked that up. That that the devs of that game pick and choose weird times because like for someone who hasn't seen thank god i had caught up with my hero but like uh deku's ult is is uh like a smash without breaking his arm yeah so it's like okay he does get stronger they really but, did nitpick that. but bak but bakugo's ult is just the howitzer spin yeah and it's like okay, he's been doing that since yeah. like season one, so exactly. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, okay, super but back, weird. back to Hunter Hunter. Um, yeah. So back to Hunter. Hunter. Where was I? Okay, so you have enhancers, which is Gon, Transmuter, which is Hisoka and Kilua, Conjurers, which is uh, Karapika, Emitters, which is Leorio, Manipulators. There's a person in Manipulators. There's no person in the in the main group that's a manipulator. So I would basically. Oh, I brought up the ant guy because like, what is he? Is he he's. A, I can't remember what Marilyn is. I think either Marilyn's a specialist or he's 
probably enhancer, low key. I can't remember exactly what he is, but his his. You only just like he only uses his ability one time, and so it's it's not necessarily a, like it is a spoiler, but not really. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Uh, I'm I've most likely seen it. So <laughs> basically, his his ability is he can learn everything about people and learn their ability just by eating their brain. But he only does it one time. Yeah. Cause he's so, cause he's so, he's already so fucking strong and already understands the basic properties of Nen and aura. Like he understands all of the advanced techniques and the base techniques to a T. So it is, he doesn't need, he doesn't need to have to use his ability more than one time. He only did it one time. He sounds like a creep. (laughs) He only did it one time. So that's, that's, so I guess it's a spoiler, but not really, but Manipulators yeah. are able to just kind of, kind of like with, um, with shoe, like directing your aura into an object, you can kind of manipulate certain things. So like if like if there's a character who I'm not going to tell you who it is, but has the ability to like put like a pin on somebody, and from a separate like phone he conjured up. Cause I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you about that in a second. He conjured up. He can use that phone to manipulate that person. You see what I'm saying? Or homeboy, like homeboy is dropping pins, like or actually, like, or like uh, Kilawa's brother. I feel like I'm spoiling a lot for you, but it just, I had to explain the power system to you. But Kilawa's brother has like pins in his face that he can put pins in and like rearrange the facial structure of somebody. So he has them on himself, oh. and if he takes them all out, it's his regular face. But like, there's one okay. time where he like he like throws it at somebody, and a pin sticks in their forehead, and then like, their entire face gets rearranged, and they die because they got fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like internal bleeding. Okay. Yeah, you see yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So you can manipulate certain things using your your aura. Um. So then, so you have, and then specialists are like people who would just have special abilities that don't fall into any of the other categories. So there's a couple of villains that have them. Karapika is also a specialist, but I don't want to reveal what his is, his ability is, because I want you to watch it. I've heard, I don't remember his alt from the game, so I don't think a lot is spoiled. I just remember Gones, because he's a dude. Um, I've heard a lot about uh, Karapika. Like, I've heard that he's sick. <laughs> yeah, his is his is pretty good. His also has limitations to it, too, which I think is pretty cool, like, on himself, there's also random things, and I'll get into Jujutsu Kaisen's power system too a little bit because it's one of my favorites. Because sure. it's very similar in strategy and application when it comes to Nen. I think a sure. lot of so somebody I know somebody tweeted the other day and I saw it. I can't remember who it was, but they basically said that all the Jujutsu Kaisen fights are just fully realized versions of Hunter Hunter fights, and I could not agree more. And I'll explain it in a second. So, where was I at? Okay, so basically, when it comes to Nen, you each person has their own Nen type. And you can learn up to 100% of that Nen type. However, have you seen, like, the Nen, like, tree for diagram thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's like, a, there's, like, a diagram which has each specific... Um, type on a wheel okay so you have your main one and then as you go down the tree the percentage of the the high the high percentage you can learn is like decreased so say i'm an enhancer so i'm at the very top of the 
top of the up top of the tree to one side is um transmuter and the other side is uh emission right so if i can learn 100 percent of enhancer techniques i can only learn 80 percent of emission and transmutation technique techniques okay. i can try to put my all into those kind of techniques but they're not going to be as powerful because my main type is enhancer do you get okay. it okay okay yeah yeah so, so it's saying so like that's in a nutshell, that's what that's what like Nen, the power system of Nen is. It's very basic principles that have some advanced, you know, things of application to them that lead to the Nen type. So basically, you can have an Nen type. I'm an enhancer, and I use Shu and N with my ability. Just my personal expression is a little bit different in how I use it. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like the yeah. different combinations you can build with it. It's very vast, like deep very dense when it comes to the power system but once you kind of see how it works you have to watch the show to really see it but sure having it does sound very it it does sound very in-depth and very thought out (laughs) it's uh yes i i bet if i watched the show I'd, i'd understand it a little more but no it does it does sound interesting yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring up JJK because th- have you have you read have you read it, dude? I'm all caught up. The new chapter just exactly. dropped today. Exactly. So I've only seen season one. Okay. And I'm gonna see the movie later this month. Yep. Uh. So to me, it's like it's interesting, but it's a little confusing. It's because okay. I've only seen. The first season. Yeah. What's funny is it's essentially kind of like Nen without all the crazy basic, without, without all like the prerequisite basics and advanced techniques along with it. Those are just, those are just kind of, those are just kind of implied that they are there. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I reinforce my body with cursed energy or I apply cursed energy to an object or I send cursed energy out in, as a projectile, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not calling yeah, yeah. it. They're not calling it N Gyo Shu Can Ryu. They're not calling it that. They're just saying I did this with cursed energy. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, in a, in regard, you can, if you think of cursed energy like Nen, I think it's a lot easier to understand. Which is crazy to say because Nen is the most c- complex power system in anime. Which sure. But if you think about it like Nen, it makes a lot of sense, especially if you have a have a legit understanding of Nen. It makes understanding Cursed Energy way easier. Um, and then you have, the only thing is probably re- reverse curse technique, which is kind of confusing, but if you think about it in terms of like, you know how it's, curse Energy is basically like negative emotions projected outward? Yeah. So, so if it's like, if it's negative emotions, if you apply a negative and a negative, what do you get? A positive. A positive. A positive. So event Don't essentially do math on me, please. Exactly. So essentially <laughs> essentially applying negative energy to negative energy or negative emotions to negative emotions and internally creates like a positive output, which is a reversed version of your curse technique. Okay. So if you could use that, so instead of, you know, you know, how anger and hatred are usually more destructive emotions, right? Having a reversed curse technique is more positive, so you can, which has to do with healing. See what I'm saying? Okay. So if I want it, so like if, 
So there's a so if I want so if I he's using curse energy against you and you got hurt and you have the ability to use reverse curse technique, you could heal yourself by internally applying negative emotions and negative emotions, put them together to create that positive kind of output. That makes oh, sense. Cool. So I so J, JJK the curse energy system is both simple and complex at the same time. It's and if you look at it kind of like Nen, it makes a lot more sense. Okay. So like, that's basically what, and I, and it's funny, I wrote that down as one of my more favorite um, power systems in um, anime. And there's one more that I genuinely like that's not as complex as JJK or, uh, or Nen, but I think it's, it's um, Fire Force's power system. Fire Force's power system is hands down, like I love Nen, I think Curse Energy is great. Fire Force's power system is my favorite power system to me in all of anime. Try not to spoil this one because I do plan on watching it soon. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. I'm just going to explain how it works, okay? Sure. So you have ignition abilities, which so all of Fire Force's power system has to do on the application of fire or heat, okay? Makes sense. So, and that covers a multitude of things when it comes to what heat and fire can do. Does that make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm not going to say who has certain abilities. I'm just going to list off some examples of what those powers are. Okay. Sure. So you have the ignition abilities, you have second generation pyrokinetics and third generation pyrokinetics. First generation doesn't count because those are like the main, not antagonists, but the main plot issue in the story which is like people are spontaneous human combustion, right? Uh -huh. So people that are turning into infernals, right? Those are what you would call first-generation power kinetics. Those are people that, for some reason, cannot withstand the, – your body cannot withstand spontaneous human combustion or the, the process of fire coming into you, okay? So those are first-generation. Second-generation and third-generations are the people – most of the characters that we see. So second-generation power kinetics um, – can only manipulate existing flames. So if there's a fire, there's a fire in front of me. I can use my second generation power connect abilities to enhance or manipulate that fire. Does that okay. make sense so far? Third generation power kinetics are those that can create flames themselves. So like Shinra, he creates flames from his feet and uses them in a variety of different ways. Like just as far his as feet? just his feet. Oh. But other people can do it from their hands. I don't yeah, people yeah, yeah. like like can output it in certain ways, like eyes, mouth, whatever. You know what I'm saying? They can sure. do it in different ways. So, um, third generation power kinetics are one of, are the more versatile and cooler applications of it. But there are so many different ones. So like uh, the ability to create to remove heat to create ice. There's that one, which is you know you never really thought about that, which is pretty cool. Turning kinetic energy into thermal energy. Like if you like if somebody's like punching you. Like, as you know, how forces work in physics, as you mm -hmm. start to take that kinetic energy into your body, it translates into thermal energy. So then you can output the thermal energy. Then you have thermal sight, where you can kind of see everything around you in like a thermal radar. You have, like, uh, this one girl, like, can find the path to an explosion, like, by seeing the flames in the, like, seeing the ignition flames in the air, she can tell where explosions about to happen which is really cool. Um, That's cool. You can create heat strokes, like just like 
create this like wave of heat that can cause like heat strokes. Yeah. Um, the light just like dimmed in my my apartment. Yeah, I like, saw the, that. The, the, you saw that? That was weird. Yeah. Um, creating black smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really really hot. Um, there's plasma, which is another application of, of fire, and then turning heat into magnetic fields. You know what I'm saying? Using plasma and using creating heat to create uh, magnetic fields. And there are clear limitations to uh, third generation power kinetics. Like if you use your ability too much, you can overheat, which causes tephrosis, which is like your body starts to chip away. Like how mm. like, you know how like something gets really charred and chips off? Yeah. That's yeah, basically yeah. what tephrosis is. And that's a result of overheating on your body. Oh. <clears throat> so then you have... Um, uh, with second generation power kinetics, it's a lot, they can, they're very useful in a fight, especially when somebody has very basic fire abilities. Like she, like Maki is a second generation power kinetic. It's a lot easier for her to fight Shinra because all she has to do is use her, use Shinra's flames against him. You know what I'm saying? Cause all, if all he can really do is shoot fire out of his feet and he tries to attack her, she could just take the fire out of his feet and use it against him. Sure. See what I'm saying? Okay. But yeah. they may not be useful for people who use either different types of fire or people who have ignition abilities that don't necessarily use flames. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So like yeah. Maki would be weak as somebody that ha that uses their uh, power of heat manipulation to create magnetic fields because it's more heat and not a flame. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So like it, the application of fire and heat makes things a lot cool, a lot cooler than most of the other power systems I've seen in anime, and so that's one of my favorite ones. I'm not I'm not gonna spoil it for you. I really want you to watch it, but there are other yeah. things that like go along with it. And there are other powers I think are really cool within it, but just having that versatility and having an understanding of the science behind fire. You see what I'm saying? Like understanding what fire can do in a real world application of it in order to create this fictional power system is phenomenal to me. So also okay. with, with fire force ending, I also want to give that a shout out as well. So that's just <laughs> another thing. Um, so yeah, so like those are the three fire force power system. Nen, I know I gave a crash course on it sure. and then Jujutsu Kaisen. If you think about curse energy, like Nen, uh, it makes the understanding of, um, cursed energy way easier yeah um so i know we talked about uh like i guess a power system that we don't necessarily like in the dragon ball z power system but are there yeah. any other are there any other power systems that you might not like i have you... i have a, a stone to throw in this in this still pond okay uh going away from anime uh this might come as a shock to people who don't play this game, but people who do play this game might agree with me. Uh, the Keyblade. The Keyblade is is now a power system, which at first it wasn't. Okay. So explain. Cause and, I'm not, cause I mean, I've played Kingdom Hearts, but I didn't play the most recent one. So how so not, is so a power system? Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts is one of my favorite video game series of all time as well as you know mm -hmm. but for for those out there it's I've, i grew up playing it and i still enjoy it. i liked kingdom hearts 3 because i'm a fan um 
but the thing the thing that does bother me when I start thinking about it is just in the first game there's one keyblade and the whole point of the game is like whoever has the keyblade is like the chosen one which isn't it's not uh what's it called original but still it's it kind of makes it a little more interesting it's like oh shit only Sora can hold it and then towards the end it's like oh my god Riku has it um, but then it goes back to Sora and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then R- like Riku has like a keyblade, but I, it's like in the lore it's manufactured. It's not like the real one. Okay. So it's still, and then when Mickey shows up at the end, you see that he has one. So it's like, Oh my God, Mickey, Mickey's like fucking Mickey. So he has to be super strong in this universe. Right. And Sora, that's crazy. Um, and then in Chain of Memories, you kind of get into Roxas a little bit. And then in 2, you find out Roxas can dual wield, and you're like, huh, that's interesting. Why can't uh-huh. he do that? You find out he's Sora's nobody. But then, Birth by Sleep comes into the picture. I love Birth by Sleep. I think Birth by Sleep is top three kingdom hearts games i i i really do love the story i love the characters but this is when it starts getting introduced that 12 years before the story of hello my dad's looking at me through the window (laughs) Uh, 12 years before the the original story of kingdom hearts one aqua terra and ventus are training to be keyblade masters yeah so they, they all have their own keyblades. And they're getting trained by Master Ericus, who has his own keyblade. Mm-hmm. And they get in they get uh they invite a guest, which is uh Master Xehanort, who has his own keyblade. And Master Xehanort has a lackey, Vanitas, who has his own keyblade. You see where I'm going with this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now it, 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 it's turned into something that it's like, okay, there's one Keyblade. Sora can use it. He can use it to, obviously, he can use it as a sword, but he can also use it for spells, different spells. But now in this game, it gets introduced that, like, yeah, they can, all these three can use it for the same spells Sora can, but they also have, like, specialties. Like, like Aqua's specialty is Diamond Dust, which is more ice powers. And Terra, as you can tell by his name, his specialty is, like, Earth. Yeah. And he has, he, his, like, his, like, special move is, like, Earth Shaker? I forgot the name. And, and Vanitas... I mean, Ventus, as you can tell by his name, his specialty is air. Mm-hmm. And then Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross comes out for the phones. And you find out years before the original game, years before uh, Birth by Sleep, th- like there was a whole colony of people that had Keyblades. Just, like, a whole town. Everyone's got a Keyblade. Oh, my God. 
and it's a it's a special town it's not like a regular like hello like yes everyone here is part of like a colony and they're all warriors but mm-hmm. still it's like it, it it got to the point where it's like now in this third game fucking Sora is not the Keyblade Master he's just dude actually in the terms of the story Sora isn't a Keyblade Master Riku is he's not I, re- I just remember that he's not like he gets so his techni- Keyblade taken away right it's so given techni- to Riku but but not even that because in Dream Drop Distance they're taking like the, the mark of mastery test and if you yes. pass you, be- you become a master I remember that Sora fails so Sora, so Riku is like technically better than him, but it gets to the point at the end of Kingdom Hearts three, the one that saves the day is Sora. He does. I. So, oh my god. So this this like power system is like kind of like wonky because like what, it's not really explained yet. What makes Sora so different? Yeah. And you can go the easy route of one plot armor. He's the main character. Two, if you want to go in terms of like the like the universe, yeah, the, the power of friendship, I guess. But like that's not that's not explaining it. Exactly. Like, if Riku is just technically more skilled, smarter than Sora, stronger than Sora, taller, what makes Sora better? Like, why couldn't Riku go kill Xehanort? It had to be Sora. Why? If Sora can do, like, the... Not not even to mention... Uh, you've played Kingdom Hearts 2, right? Yeah. Okay. A really good character from that game that got introduced in that game. Well, introduced in, in Dream, uh, Chain of Memories. Axel. Yes. Uh, in... in in Dream Drop Distance, all the uh, nobodies from from Organization Thirteen become whole again. Because when you, if you become a nobody, and someone kills your sh- uh, your heartless and your nobody, you become whole again. Um, so half of them decide to go back to being a nobody. Axel stays as his human form which is lee mm-hmm. but he was like just call me axel i'm used to it yeah but you know he has powers you know he has fire powers and like the chakrams but no for the sake of the story because they needed seven lights to go up against 13 darknesses i'm pr- like they didn't need to do this but they did it just because tetsuya nomura said seven lights yeah he 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 can summon a keyblade now. Did you know it, that? No. Is his wait? Is his keyblade the two like things on his that he has? Because his weapons are really it's, cool. It's it's one chakram smaller. Yeah. That's the hilt, and and the blade is like a thing of fire. So, oh, yeah, I've seen his before. Okay, so yeah. it's like sure, it's cool, and I like Axel. He's cool. I'm glad he's a good guy now, but. You can definitely tell it's like they you didn't need to do that. Like <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts in Kingdom Hearts 3, he's like he's been training for like a few months. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't make him sick. 
he fucking he gets mollywhopped in in Kingdom Hearts three. I'm not gonna get <laughs> like fucking Syax is like sit down and he was like fine. <laughs> oh no. So like I'm glad they didn't just make him like have a strong heart. But still, it's like now he just randomly can conjure up his own keyblade that looks like his fucking his chakram. Like it's just I really hope going forward they just ex- they explain the keyblades more. Mhm. Because I do genuinely like the game. It's fun gameplay. I've been following it since I was a kid. It came out the same year my sister was born, so I've known it as long as my sister. Oh my god. Um but it's just like I, I I need a little bit more explanation than just the power of friendship. Yeah, you know? but are you, are you really gonna get it though? Because you got you gotta think at the end of the day, it is Kingdom Hearts. They're not gonna explain it. They might. They. I don't know because the thing is like, where the story is right now. Spoilers, I guess, if anyone cares. Um. Like the. Kairi Riku and like the whole squad has to find Sora wherever he's at. Yeah. Because he, he might be in like a different universe. Not universe, a different like world. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I think I, you know, do you know who Yazora is? Mm-mm. I have to play, I have to play Kingdom Hearts 3 to well, really like. Fun to... fact Dylan Sprouse is the voice of him. Okay. But he's like a new. What pe- people think that Tetsuya Nomura is getting his idea out for uh, Final Fantasy Versus 13. Because. I don't know if you know this. Tetsuya Nomura created Noctis. Yeah. So a lot, I know a lot of the um, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy f- characters are in Kingdom Hearts. Final Fantasy 15 was supposed to be Final Fantasy Versus 13. And it was supposed to be in the same universe as Final Fantasy Thirteen, And it was it was going to be very dark. It was going to be in like a future setting and this and that. But then they kicked him from the project but kept his characters. Ooh. So Tetsuya Nomura didn't... The final version of Fifteen isn't Tetsuya Nomura's like vision. Yeah. So, so people think... Uh, this new character and this new world that... Sora stuck in is going to be what he wanted for versus 13. So okay. hope actually now that you made me talk about it, yeah, they probably won't explain it because <laughs> cuz he's going to go into his story of his OG story of versus 13. Yeah, no, like I think and who's to say when that's going to come out anyway too? That's also a problem. Yeah, because he's he is working on the the Final Fantasy 7 remake series. Exactly. He's not he's not the main director anymore, so I think he he's he's focusing on Kingdom Hearts, but he is still like the cr- creative director. Yeah. So we'll see. So uh, he's got he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. Okay, so it's funny, so you kind of go into a more video game route. I'll get on my video game tangent as far as power systems go too and it's a game that I love. It's a game that I've talked about multiple times on this podcast the uh, uh, franchise is Destiny. Sure. Okay? Yeah. So in the lore of Destiny there are, you know, so the, there's a the big concept of the light and the traveler, just to speed run this story with the lore. Light and the traveler comes to humans, uh, allows them, has, revives them with these things called ghosts, and allows them to use this special ability called the light. Okay, 
So to, in order to fight the darkness, okay? So just with that out of the way, the light gives certain people specific powers, okay? So you have um, people using solar energy, which is like basically like f more fire abilities. You have people using, uh, I can't remember the name of the electricity versions. You have solar, you have void, and you have uh, this like electricity energy. I can't remember the name of it, but or storm or whatever, what it's called. So within those, they have those three, right? Usually when a guardian is resurrected, they are given a, spe a, a specific subclass, right? They're given a specific subclass that they can, uh, that they go about and use. So when it comes to the main characters of Destiny and their lore, Zavala is a, is a Stormcaller. Not Stormcaller, that's a, much more for Warlocks, but he uses the Storm ability, is Zavala. Um, wait, or does he? <laughs> okay, so it's this, this is where, okay. This is where I'm. My point is is getting. Sure. I'm getting my point. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah, my yeah. point. I'm getting to my point. So Ikora, I'll just go with Ikora. Ikora is mainly of like a void user. Cade um, is more of a solar user. He's what's called a gunslinger. The gold. Uh, he's more of a solar user. Uh, what's his name? Sh Shax is more of like a solar user as well. Um, what is this guy's name? There's another like main guy in the story lore of um, in the lore of Destiny who's all who uses uh, Void as well. So each person except what's that for Zavala? Because I've used I've seen Zavala use two different types of light abilities. I could have sworn he has, but um, which I don't understand how that works. But for the most part, I've seen him use the more like uh, storm one storm uses or whatever so here's my thing i understand that it's an rpg and i understand that it's like a different it's an mmorpg when you create a character you can just swap out between the subclasses yeah. whenever you want to yeah. right and if you're supposed to be like this chosen one type character if you're like the main character who's defeating all these enemies and going on to these and these raids and like completing all these tasks, right? They should make it narratively make sense. They should make sense that you can use all three subclasses. Yeah. But when they talk about stuff in the lore, they always mention a certain sect of people who are a specific type of subclass. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then also they all they all say like when it comes to using your special abilities, they don't really mention in the lore how frequently you can use your special abilities. Because they, whenever they tell stories, they say, "Oh, he used X ability, which is basically their super." You know what I'm saying? To defeat a so and so amount of uh, people, do the same recharge mechanics work with the same with those people in the lore, or do they can just do whatever they're like their special ability can? Can Ikora use her Nova Bomb, which is, you don't even know what that is, but it's like a void ability. It's a void sure. super where she like throw, she basically throws this big gigantic orb of Nova of void energy at something. Uh -huh. How many times can she use that consecutively? Yeah. Is it, or does she, how many times can she throw a grenade or use her void energy as a grenade separately? You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where. It, the, rules, the rules get funky when you can, like, switch off or anything. Between like, the actual game and the actual lore, yes. I, yeah. am I Am I going too deep into this situation? Yes. The answer is yes. I'm definitely overanalyzing this video game. 
However, <laughs> listen, you play the fact that you played Destiny 2, it means you're deep already. Yeah. So I don't blame you for going <laughs> for thinking deep. Am I overanalyzing this this very this this very, you know, video game is my overanalyzing a video game? Yes. Am I going to stop overanalyzing it? Absolutely fucking no. not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so like I know this the game design and I know fans might not like it. Or this could be a hot take when it comes to Destiny 2, but I feel like when they first made Destiny considering the lore, they probably should have given you the op- the option to choose a subclass and your type of subclass with a character. I know it limits your options sometimes. Okay. But creating new characters and creating and having new builds. I think with the ability to transfer armor and items over, it shouldn't be that big of a hassle. I know the process of transferring those those things over would be kind of annoying, but sure. But they, you know, Bungie's, you know, uh, versatile enough to be able to make it easier. Cause they've done, they've done some things within destiny to yeah. make certain things easier for players. So like if I was to choose a warlock, who was a sun singer, which is like a, um, a solar energy. Like that would be my class, a warlock sun singer. That's my class. That's my build for the game of destiny. If I wanted to make a Titan, uh, if I want to make a hunter void stalker, like a one that uses void energy, that would be another build with other character I could make. I could make three different hunter builds and subclasses. That way it makes sense in the lore. Because if it's like, because they talk about you as a guardian, what are they going to say your subclass is? Because they, because they, because, and I know people might be like, oh, you might be looking too deep into it. There is a lore story where they give you a section where they talk about you and they tell you what your favorite weapon was when you were alive. So you, you see oh, what I'm saying? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Do, do you yeah, see yeah. what I'm? Do you see what I'm saying? There's yeah, a gut, yeah. there's an exotic weapon in the game called Bastion, okay? Uh-huh. And so you basically the the story of how you get it, it basically you have to go back in time to find it, okay? Because it's the way you interact with a certain character is part of a causal loop, right? Where you have to go back in time to save him, and he gives you that weapon, and you go into the future to use the weapon, okay? In the lore tab of that exotic weapon, it basically says that this was your favorite weapon when you were alive. Sure. So you can see how annoying it is when they talk about a certain character being a specific type of light bearer. Yeah. But then when they talk about you, they don't mention it. Yeah. So you see how that doesn't make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, 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 I can see how like maybe they, they just added the whole, like, Oh, this was your favorite weapon to kind of like a little nod. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you had this really rare weapon when you were alive, but then like it gets muddied. When, 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 when not everything else is personalized. Yeah. And this is like a huge, just, I don't know, just overanalyzation, analyzation of this game, which I've, which is very near and dear to my heart. I love this game so much, but, yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of like games with heavy lore and stories attached to them. That's why, I, that's why for as much as I detest the turn-based style of final fantasy i do enjoy the lore behind a lot of it so yeah. like i do enjoy the lore behind that's why i was that's why i actually like playing final fantasy 15 because of, like the storyline behind it and other stuff like that so 
don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like, it's over analyzation, but I definitely just I enjoy it. So real quick, so I know to move on to our some other stuff like that. I wanted. I know you wanted to talk about JoJo's. I know we we said we were going to talk about it at the beginning of the episode. So what do you think of JoJo's? Do you want to talk about Hamon and stands or just stands? Uh, just stands because I guess that's what's really it right now. Yeah, I think Hamon was just like a prerequisite to stands. So it's like yeah. it's kind of in the back in the background. The first two parts, you know, most people skip those, which you shouldn't. You should not. But... <laughs> However, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, so yeah, getting into stands. What do you what do you what do you think about it, bro? It's jo- JoJo's a, a cool show, and I do genuinely like it. I'm I'm st- I'm in the middle of part four right now, so I haven't gone to. I haven't gotten. I haven't. I'm not caught up. Okay. But it it gets to the dude. So Dio was supposed to be like. Holy shit. This is the strongest thing anyone's ever fucking faced and this and that and blah blah blah. Yeah. But now but now I'm hearing rumblings about Made in Heaven. Oh so no, Made like, in Heaven is super dope, by the way. So but the thing is like it just it's it's like a it's almost like Super Saiyan. The stand fucking Star Platinum. He okay. punches hard and he's fast. Okay. Cool. You sent me a TikTok the other day about a stand that uses math and angles for energy. <laughs> what the what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> I stands were just magician's red and he has fire. And now fucking Kokichi uses sound. Like it just they they keep here's and that's why I like it so much cuz it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but that's the that's the key word. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, okay. Here's why I'm going to like, agree and both disagree with you. Because this is where the versatility and the creati- creativity of stands comes into play. Because yeah. you can have Dio, who's main uh, of the world, right? So his main ability is to stop time, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his main ability. So like, and also he has like the strength and speed of Jotaro. Good lord, if I fuck that up, uh, Jotaro with his star, <laughs> star platinum stuff, with like you know with the same kind of like punching and speed sure. and whatever. Cool. So that's fine. You know, cr- making more creative bosses is just the next step. So with when you have Made in Heaven, I don't know what. Um, I don't. I can't remember the some of the other stands in there, but like even with, um, like the with part five and how those villains and their stands work, and then you have. Uh, Steel Ball Run, with that you know, what I'm saying that kind of those that's like more of a manga JoJo's stuff. They haven't really yeah, animated yeah, yeah. yet. Some of yeah. those stands and, what's funny is, the stand with the TikTok that I sent you, that stand is in Steel Ball Run. I think. Oh, it's not in Stone Ocean? Wait, it could be in Stone Ocean. I don't know if we've gotten to that part yet. Because, you know, like, they split Stone Ocean into two parts, I think. So I think the yeah. second part of Stone Ocean is going to have that stand. I could be wrong oh. about that, though. Okay. But um, it's either in Stone Ocean or Steel Ball. Or Steel Ball. Like, e- either war. Um, so what's so funny is, like, that's kind of the next step up. You have more creative villains, it makes it a lot easier. One thing I love about Stone Ocean is the fact that you they use – 
strategy, legit strategy to beat a lot of the stands because of the limitations those stands have. Yeah. And that's the all of the, the problem I have with, with JoJo's too because it's like some of these stands are honestly kind of useless and are only really effective for the maybe the first couple chapters when you just now figure out who the stand is and you don't know what Listen, their ability is. Hermit Purple did not do shit the whole, the whole part three. <laughs> Hermit Purple was just... I think they just needed to give, uh, I can't, what oh my Joseph. God, I Joseph. Joseph. Okay. I mean, they just needed to give Joseph a stand ability. I feel like if he didn't have one, it'd be kind of lame. Like all four of them have stand abilities minus Joseph. That's kind of. And then at the <laughs> end, he's suck. like, I'm using Hermit Purple plus Hamon. And I was like, okay, like, uh, calm it down. And, but the thing is like, I agree with you that like in part four, in part four, they're getting more strategic. In yeah. part three, it was just a lot of hit harder, move faster. In in part four, it's a it's a lot more strategic. So I do find it a little more interesting than than what I said. Um, Super Saiyan, it's not just be stronger; it's be smarter, do this, do that. But at the same time, it's almost like Super Saiyan because just like all these crazy stands. But that's the that's the charm of the show. The charm of the show is the fact that everything is so fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, I, it's like one of those things where I don't know. I, I don't want to keep having to go back to Nen, but it it has that same kind of feel where it's just so much shit you could potentially do with it. Yeah. And and they're kind of more so based on people's personalities, their upbringings, how they, you know, came up in the world. Or whatever. So, and oh, qu- it, question. Yes, actually. Okay. Because I haven't finished part four yet. Okay. But Jotaro raises a question. Okay. Can stands learn abilities? Because he learned how to stop time as well. Okay, so I think that was an ability that. He could have already. I, 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 okay, I, okay. I, I think I think that was an ability he already knew how to do, but just didn't understand he could do it yet. Because you got to think also. Jodoro's main ability when it comes to Star Platinum is its speed. Yeah. So like, it, obviously it hits hard, but its main like I guess claim to fame is how fast it is. So being able to move oh, fast to, like, in like essence, tra- in essence, transcend time. You know uh, what I'm saying? It pro- okay. You know what I'm saying? But also, like him, him yelling out. Oh God, there might be a spoiler. Actually, never mind. Uh, Don't say anything. Don't okay, say anything. Okay. I'm genuinely <laughs> okay. So him being able to transcend time would be something he has, and I think like, because also you gotta think too. Dio's body is also a Joseph's body. Uh, because he has a star on the back of his jo- of his, Jonathan's Jonathan's it's body. It's Jonathan's yeah, body. Yeah. So Jonathan technically could have had the ability of stands too. So you would oh. think that some of the powers could potentially overlap or just be split. Okay. So maybe the world is just another kind of version of Star Platinum, but without the, you know what I'm saying? Without like the speed. Yeah. It has the time stopping ability without the other speed. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe 
Star Platinum. This is this is purely conjecture, but maybe sure. Star Platinum has the speed plus that added time stopping ability that he already knew how to do, just didn't figure out he knew how to do it. You know what I'm saying? It sure. could have something to do and with the I'm, fact that Dio has the body of a of a Joe, uh, of a Joe Star. Yeah, I'd never thought about the learning thing literally till right now. Yeah, because when when you're watching this animated, you just get hype. Yeah, like like when fucking Dio Dio stops time, and he's monologuing to himself. He's like, "I can do it for ten seconds now," and then you <laughs> fucking see Jotaro's finger just fucking. I'm like I'm like oh shit. <laughs> I mean yeah, that's I, I that's a good question honestly, I, and people that are more versed in JoJo's because I mean we enjoy the show but not as nearly enough sure. as most JoJo fans on Twitter so if anybody again <laughs> free reign to ask to tell us anything that we may get wrong in this episode please yeah please yeah, yeah. tell us um real and quick question for the One Piece community can somebody please I know I've watched the show I've gone all the way up to Annie's lobby and um Water wow. 7 like Water Seven, Annie's Lobby here. is where I is where I stopped watching One Piece. Not because I, I didn't already. like it, not because I didn't like it, but because I just started watching other things. And then by the time I wanted to get back into it, it was so many episodes. I just didn't want to do it. So, if somebody can explain to me the power system behind both Devil Fruits and Hockey, that would be great too. And if you want to add to the conversation, please do. Uh, with when it comes to that kind of stuff too, Hockey's a white people sport. Got you there. I, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. H A K I hockey. So like with stuff like that. Um, if you, if anybody that's a One Piece, you know, nerd wants to jump in on that and explain that to me, that would be phenomenal. Um, so a power. So okay, just a generalization of power systems that I may not like. Any kind of magic power system, I'm not a fan of. Uh, and it, does that include like Black Clover? I've never seen Black Clover. Black Clover so. is is the prime example of it because I feel like there's no versatility. It's just really basic. Like people okay. learn a certain type of magic and then have spells in that grimoire associated with that kind of magic. You know what I'm saying? It's and, just, and it's not a bad power system. And I want to get that out of the way. Black Clover and any other magic power system, with the exception of some, mm. especially Black Clover. Black Clover's power system is not bad, okay? Because you have everybody has. It's just, I'm just not interested in it because of the uh, how basic it is. You know what I'm saying? Okay. How basic it is. What's funny is I consider spiritual pressure. If for Bleach, I know just kind of going on another tangent. I consider spiritual pressure kind of like a power system, mm. but in like the 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 uh Toes and Bankai's, you can kind of call that a power system, but it's kind of, I don't know. I don't think it kind of falls within the same kind of, uh, I don't think it falls in the same kind of like power system category because it's more, it's more so just, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but I don't necessarily consider it within the same kind of power system category because it's not like you're, using spiritual pressure to create your Zanbakuto, which then leads to the Bank, which is within leads to the Shikai, which then leads to the Bankai, stuff like that. You're kind of chosen 
by the sword and you kind of develop a relationship with it to develop a certain uh, special ability within that sword that could be very potent or it could be fucking trash. You know what I'm saying? You could get a, a Kuchki type, a Kuchki level Bankai and Z- Zanpakuto and Bankai when Zebon Zakura and can't remember Rukia's name for it, but like the ice powers and you have, yeah. or you could have something like, uh, oh, what is his name? It's the bald dude. The bald guy is one where his Bankai is flashy, but not anything spectacular. You know what I'm saying? Like his, he has the regular sword and his Shikai when he turns it, when he like announces the name of his, of his sword, it turns like a, like a staff, like a bow staff with a spear on the end, which is fine. Yeah. Cool. Then yeah. when he, releases his Bankai, it's like this really big, flashy, like, giant sword-type weapon, which is super fucking cool. But that's it. You know what I'm saying? And then you have something like uh, uh, Ichigo's Bankai, which just turns the sword black, and the Bankai is more so his body. Like, it's his, like, his, like, not suit, but his, like, what he wears. It's, it's more of, like, a wearable Bankai than the actual sword itself. So his isn't very flashy, but it just increases the speed and strength and all that other stuff. So I, while yes, it's kind of with the Kingdom Hearts thing. While yes, you can say the power of Zanpakuto's is a power system, it's just in a way doesn't really fit some of the other ones in anime. So I, if you want to debate that with me too, again, I'm just going to plug the Twitter. I want all the con- uh, comments. I want, I want some healthy discussion about power systems. Just, you know. Uh, shout me out if you have any questions about it. Um, so yeah, any other ones that you don't necessarily like at all? Uh, not ones that come up to mind. Um, this article that I was looking up, they mentioned Naruto, but I chakras don't a, watch Naruto chakra. I don't is... like it. <laughs> we're just we're just gonna leave it at that. I what? I just I've never been into it. I don't like Naruto's voice in either dub or sub. And genuinely, I don't like the designs. I don't like the way everyone looks, so I don't want to watch it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll just say, if you were a kid around the time Naruto first released on Toonami, I feel like you would like it. Trying to watch Naruto now, to me, I feel like I wouldn't like it. Oh, you you know what might have fucked me up? What? The first ever episode of Naruto I ever watched as a kid. I was at my grandma's house. I was in the playroom, and Toonami was on. And the first ever episode I watched was a Gara-centric episode. Yeah. Before he was before he was a good guy. So he scared the ever living fuck out of me. As that a might kid. have been. Was it who was he fighting somebody or was he? He was fighting. He was fighting someone. Was it Rock Lee? Were the tuning exams or was it the? Uh... No, it wasn't. It wasn't Rock Lee. It was. It was like outside. It was kind of a scary fight. Like. He was scary. Was he fighting Sasuke? Maybe. I don't know. I saw I think it as a kid. I think what I think you're, the episode you're referring to is probably when he, when Sasuke actually uses the Chidori and makes Gara bleed for the first time. Chidori. Sorry, I butchered that. When he uses, yeah. when he makes Gara bleed for the first time and Gara loses his fucking mind. I think yeah. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, that's a great episode, by the way. But as a kid, as a kid I got scared because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And then growing up, I don't know. I just think it's weird how they're ninjas, but they have like modern day track suits. <laughs> <laughs> modern day track I've, suits, dude. I could see some people wearing 
Nar- dude, people wear Naruto's tracksuit like now. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. I, I don't know. Say, it's just it's, it's 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 never clicked for. And I'm not saying I'm the end all be all anime. Fucking, I don't know. My first anime I ever watched was Sword Art Online, and I don't think it's that bad. So, I'm not saying I have phenomenal taste. I'm just saying gonna, I don't like. They're gonna drag you if they hear that. Listen, Sword Art <laughs> Online is a five out of ten. It's fine. It gets oh, yeah. fucking stupid. It does get dumb, but it's okay. fine. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people's first anime that they finish would be Sword Art Online. It makes sense. It was cool for a little bit. Then you watch sure. other shows and you realize yeah. it's not that good. But yeah. I will say, just as far as Naruto goes, the power system's fine until, okay? And since you're not going to watch it, I can spoil it because I don't really, Go I don't ahead. really care. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's fine until they introduce essentially aliens. When they introduce, like, the Otsutsuki clan and like their impact on uh, the ninja world and how the, and how they interact with chakra when they introduce those people at the end, okay, at the end, if they when they introduce them at the end, it makes things way more complicated because then it's like it gets rid of the real world applications of what chakra is, because like. Chakra essentially, you know, it has it's the you know, it's oh gosh, I'm gonna butcher this, but basically, like you know, chakra is a real life thing that they people talk about. You know, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. certain points in your body that have the energy flow and other things like that. The certain chakras that align your body, sure. uh, and you can see that when it comes to like the eight gates with Mike Guy and Rock Lee, which like this with the the chakras that go all the way up from your stomach to your to your brain, right? So, and then also just how the how the flow of energy goes throughout your body. And that's like a big thing when it comes to chakra. They took that and then they changed it into, oh, this alien came down to earth, ate this thing called the chakra fruit, which gave her knowledge of chakra. She Holy had sons. Shit. She had sons who taught humans how to utilize and wield chakra in their body. You see what I'm saying? How that kind of like sure. flips. And again, I'm a Naruto fan. I, I love, I love the show. I love Naruto, but sure. you, but I feel like some fans have to be realistic about that power system, though, because no. But they, since you're a fan, that gives you the 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 right to be critical. Yeah, they have to uh, they have to give they have to give at least, at least some criticism to the ending of uh, of Naruto and how they dealt with that power system. Again, you know the the ocular jutsu with Sharingan and uh, the Byakugan is fine. The Byakugan, I feel like, is a little bit is, is a little bit better in terms of more real world application than uh okay. the Sharingan is. The Sharingan's fine. When you start getting into like the Renegon, it's like bro, like that's that's a whole another thing and it's just like I don't know. I think the Aqua Jutsu is fine, cool, whatever. I just think when you turn chakra into more of an alien foreign concept then it, instead of it being a human concept, that's where things start getting weird. I think that that's where they kind of lost me towards the end. The, yeah, this this article says, like, part of the reason why Naruto remains one of the most egregious examples in recent memory of of a Shonen Jump series going downhill is because of poor power scaling towards the end. I wouldn't even say power scaling. I just think them adding new... Adding the base... Like, changing the original base of Chakra. That's really changing, the, changing, changing the, the, the original, not even the rules, because the rules still apply. 
Okay. Like with, as far as your chakra reserves and and how you and how you apply and use chakra, like it, that's not a that's not something they changed. I'm saying the base of how chakra was created, formed, it, it changed from it instead of being that something that somebody has in their body, they changed it from original having something from having it in your body to changing it. So now it's some kind of alien concept where aliens taught humans how to use chakra. You see what I'm okay. saying? So, yeah. like, that's kind of where they lost me when it comes to that. But, okay. Um, again, I'm just going to plug the Twitter the entire episode. If you want to debate or talk about power systems to me after hearing this episode, please feel free to add us because I'm, I really want to talk about it. So, um, and if <clears> you <throat> want to debate me on why Naruto is good, I will not listen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you might be talking to a brick wall on that one when it comes to Zell, but I'm welcome to talk about anything power system wise. So I'll talk about power systems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think that's really all I have for you know the power system Same stuff. Here. Do you do you have any music recommendations for today? Ooh, let's see what I've been listening to. I, I've been listening to this single on repeat. It's called it's called Bunker slash Pre Roll. That's the name of the single, and it's all okay. in caps. By, I found these guys on TikTok. It's my name isn't J, J- Mac and Tommy Richmond. Oh my it's god! It's kind of like it's kind of like 2017. Um, uh, Hampton. Okay. Where like you know the they like doing like the high pitched voice, but it's like a, a bop your head. Yeah. And it's kind of depressing. The whole thing is like. I think I am the lamest in the room. Like, shit like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to bother nobody. But it's still kind of hard. That I've been yeah. listening to that a lot. And as okay. an album, I recommend The Joy of Music, The Job of Real Estate by Wolfpack. And they're like a funk band. Okay. They're, that's. I think you'd like that album. Really? Yes. That's good. Okay. I'll check that out. What was it called again? The... the wait, wait, wait. It, the joy of music, comma, the job of real estate by Wolfpack. Oh, I'll just find that name. Hold on. Wolf? I, how do you spell that? V U L F P E C K. Wolfpack. Okay. I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. Um, so for me today, um, two things. One, I know we talked about um, LP as by JPEG Mafia as <clears throat> as the one of the albums of the year for you. I think what it was, right? Yeah, it was a top my, tenner. It was my honorable mention, one of your best albums of the year. Um, he just re- released um, the offline version, offline tracks that didn't make the original uh, online version. He it's called has off- one of my favorite songs by him. It's called Ember. it's called Offline EP, right? Which has I think we might be talking about the same song. Hazard, Hazard Duty Pay it might be JPEG's hard. best song. It might be JPEG's best song. Hundred percent. It's so good. It's so it's I, so fucking good. I added the sample to my playlist after the uh, uh, I think it's the original. Yeah, yeah, the original uh, a song. Like, though, when it comes in, oh, my God, bro. I just can't. It's so hard. So, it's so, so hard. So fire. And then the Kimbe is also good. God Don't Like Ugly. I wish that song was longer. 
I hate yeah. that. <laughs> I hate how a good song is like really short. I wish that song was longer. Um, Untitled is still good, and Hundred Emoji is like a. It's kind of like a. It's a. It's a song flip. I think it's a. It's a song flip. So it's really uh, good too. So definitely go check offline the offline EP by JPEG Mafia, and then another EP by Weston Estate. And I know, I think Luke has a couple of songs by them that I heard when we were over his apartment, and I yeah. kind of told you about them in passing. Uh, they released an, uh, an EP called Maggie Valley. So there are three new songs on there that like they they released for the EP. Three other songs were ones were singles that they already put out that were really good. So you have 60, Silence, and Daisies are the three new songs by them. And then Pairs, Stoked, and Outside. Outside is one of my favorite songs ever by them uh, are on the EP. They're kind of like a that like bedroom pop that kind of suburban that, like it's like suburban preppy type music you know what i'm saying like that suburban prep do they, prep, do prep they sing about music. girls yeah I mean, they sing about like then relationships and girls <laughs> that's that's just the key for for zo that's how that's how you get yes, them hooked do they talk about girls on there bingo it's you're sold um so yeah it's they they're really smooth the way they kind of they kind of carve their own like lane out for themselves in terms of their own style of, of music. Um, and I think that they, they, they're very niche right now, but I hope they blow up cause they're a very good, uh, group, of, group together. I think it's a bunch of guys that go to like Duke and UNC that like live in the that North Carolina area. Yeah. And that's, you know, you, so like you can kind of tell where their influence and style comes from. Yeah. So like, they're very, like a, they're very like preppy suburban group of guys that, Sing about a, a southern vampire weekend, I'll say. Uh, in a way, but you can't, they're not really southern, no. It's weird. It's like, it's, I know, I, I know, I just said that because uh, vampire weekend's from New York, yeah. And they're not like it's not like a like the preppy white boy type song type music either. Because I think only one of their members is white, I think like oh. two of them, I think like one of them is Hispanic, one of them's white, and like two of them are like Indian. So, like, it's one of those things where. Uh, they just, I guess, like them sing about their environment, whether that be in the preppy kind of life. Uh, this picture is hard. Yeah, with like the preppy that kind of picture is hard. Yeah, with the preppy environment of like Duke and UNC, kind of influences their music as well. So I think that that's a cool uh, EP that I think everybody needs to go check out. Um, and that's it. So uh, again. If you want to debate about anything music-wise, too, if you have music recommendations that you want to give us, please feel free to. Uh, if you want to debate either of us on power systems, probably not Naruto for Zo, but you can debate Naruto with me if you want to. Uh, I might have to, you know, uh, reread some stuff or go do some more research about it just in case I need to pull out some facts on everybody. But it is what it is. Um, yeah. That's that's everything. You know what's funny? I thought we were gonna go pretty long with this episode, and yeah, honestly, we did. So this it, is one of those things. We had a lot to cover. So, um, so yeah. If you want to talk to us, you like the episode. Also, you know, for bigger creators, if I share these uh, episodes and you guys end up listening to them, so if 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 Moody, if you're listening to it, if you were listening to the the Ava one, you know, please feel free to give us a shout out or offer some recommend uh, some. Come some on down. Or come on down, too, or as some feedback as well. Um, uh, also, shout out to Anna Monday 365 uh, We will get you on the podcast at one point in time, AQ. We we, we see you, and we're definitely going to get you on the podcast at one point in time. Uh, we got to yeah. make sure all of our rigs are set up, too. So uh, that looks like, you know, all the time that we have for today. 
I've been Nostalgia, as told by Zoe. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.